Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name is Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now coming up this week we have the usual updates from both the allotment and the veg garden. But as we are getting further into autumn with winter just around the corner, I've started thinking about my greenhouses and the care that we're going to need in order to get them ready for growing throughout the winter. More on that a little bit later on, but first let's head down to the allotment to find out what's going on down there. Well this week the allotment has been hit by more strong winds and it has meant I've been unable to get down here so much in the evenings. Now it's not a huge problem, things are definitely starting to slow down here. But one thing that I have noticed that has suffered has been my sweet corn. Sweet corn, to be fair, hasn't done a great job this year. But the sweet corn that I did have growing has been blown over in these strong winds. At the moment, the sweet corn is still living. So what I've had to do is peel back the husk, pierce a kernel of sweet corn to see if it was ripe. And if it is ripe, then I harvest the lot before I go home. Now, I always like to leave this as my last job when it comes to harvesting sweet corn. Reason being is that sweet corn has a tendency for the sugars to turn to starch pretty quickly after harvesting. So what I want to do is harvest the sweet corn, rush home and get them into a pan of boiling hot water just to blanch them to make sure the sugars and the sweet corn stays nice and sweet. Nothing too difficult to do about this, very easy, but it always has to be my last job and that's what I'm going to have to do once I've finished recording today. But added to that, what else have we been doing? Well, we've been obviously clearing out a few more weeds and tidying the allotment up. I've got to say, overall, this allotment now has really come together. I think we have really worked out what we want the allotment to to be like with the amount of beds and what we have growing here. So I think I've said before, in terms of infrastructure projects, we don't have a huge amount to do here on the allotment apart from moving the shed. And overall, this is working really, really well. We may have to replace some of the wood on the beds at some point, but for now, they seem to be holding together. I've gone over the second early potato beds just to make sure there was no potatoes left. We had a few, and then I've just dusted that with a bit of lime once again. I was going to get our kale and our winter and spring cabbages into here this week unfortunately I just haven't found the time to do it so I'm going to save that for next week we've got a bit of time off this week so that's not going to be too difficult for me to do and all these plants are at home in pots so they're they're doing okay at home but one thing that I did manage to do this week which is always one of my favorite things to do always for me signifies the start of the growing season in my eyes is the planting of my garlic now I love growing garlic for me it's one of my really favorite things to do and I always plant it around September the 20th so this week I had to wait a few days because it was a Wednesday so I waited till the weekend but that got all my garlic in. Now what I've done is I've actually saved the largest bulbs from all my garlic that I harvested earlier this year and I've planted those out in dibbed holes about three centimetres deep and I've dropped a clove into each hole given about 10 centimetres of space between each clove. I've actually built a dibber to make this easy for me 
but I think we might be working on that in the future. The bed, of course, has already had plenty of compost added to it, so the, the garlic has got plenty of nutrients for it to grow. I've obviously added labels as well, so I know exactly what row is growing what. I also did buy in a variety of garlic called Casablanca. Now, this isn't one that I've saved from last year. This is one I've brought in especially to grow this year. Just because I'm trying to add different varieties and build up my stocks of garlic. We do really well with garlic, I have to say. I'm very happy with the amount of garlic we get in general. So for me, this is one of the big things that I want to grow and keep growing. Now with all the garlic, and I should add that I've also planted out my elephant garlic as well, with all that planted out, I've given it a feed with our proprietary garlic fertiliser. This is a fertiliser I get from the garlic farm on the Isle of Wight, and it is designed specifically to give all the nutrients that garlic needs. I've given that a dust over, and I will probably do that every few weeks while the garlic is growing. What I need to make sure, of course, with garlic is that garlic rust is always a problem. So we want to make sure we try our best to keep our garlic well ventilated. And what I will obviously also be doing, and you probably worked out what I'm going to say, is mulch. Ideally with compost if I have enough of it, but if I don't, then it might be a mixture of leaves and grass cuttings at the same time. So with the garlic now planted, it will be in that bed until June, July. So it is a long-term plant and it will be taking up that bed for quite a while. Now after that, I did go around and harvest a few patty pan squashes and courgettes, as well as a few more beans and bellotti beans. Just making sure that everything I have available is ready. We've got plenty of food, I've got to say at the moment, in our freezers anyway, but all the more that we are harvesting is even better. My pumpkins are very nearly ready as well, I've noticed. So we're looking forward to when those will be ready, just in time for Halloween as well. Although I don't turn them into Halloween lanterns, I grow them for food. It is October, so I know this is a month when people will be turning their attention to their pumpkins and what they want to do with them. Now, of course, down here on the allotment, I have two greenhouses and I have had to give those a good tidy up and a clear out in order to get them ready for this next growing season. But I'm doing the same at home and I'm going to talk you through what I'm doing with that greenhouse in just a moment. But first, let's find out what's been going on in the Supporters Club this week. Before we continue, a quick word about our supporters club. This week, our dedicated members have been busy sowing daikon radish and corn salad. Now, the supporters club is a fantastic way to ensure the sustainability of this podcast. For just £5 a month, you gain access to exclusive behind-the-scenes podcasts and a curated collection of seeds each month, perfectly timed to be sown that very month. To find out more, head to the veggrowerpodcast.co.uk. But if you would like to support us without spending a penny, then please kindly take a moment to rate and review our podcast on your preferred platform. By rating and reviewing, you actually enable many other people to find us, including those who might be interested in growing their own food. So it does a great service to not just myself, to anybody else out there as well so please do take 30 seconds just to rate and review 
Right, let's shift our attention to the heart of today's episode, preparing our greenhouse for the upcoming winter growing season. Now, many people associate greenhouses with spring and summer for getting seeds sown early, growing tomatoes, but I believe they can actually be invaluable for extending the growing season. Cultivating winter crops like lettuce and providing shelter for delicate plants during the harsher months. So come meet me in the greenhouse. Well, as the days grow shorter and the nights cooler, our greenhouses will soon start filling up with plants in need of a cosy refuge. Therefore, it's essential to perform a meticulous check to ensure our greenhouse is ready for the times ahead. Now, for me, the first step that I want to do is just to empty everything from inside this greenhouse. The trouble is... I have tomato plants in here and they are still thriving. They're actually planted in the bed. They are thriving. They're still producing tomatoes. So they're going to stay in here for the time being. We're not going to affect those, but everything else can come out. Then what we're going to do, once everything is cleared out, I need to give inside of here a thorough cleaning. Now I just use warm water and a stiff brush and I just wash away all the accumulated dirt and dust and just make sure I get into all the nooks and crannies especially on the windows as well. Now we could use disinfectants but because I try and be organic I don't like the use of chemicals. I avoid using those. I just want to use warm water. Now after this cleaning process I will need to leave the door and the windows open for about an hour just to promote a bit of ventilation to ensure that everything does dry out a little in here. So what I will then do while that is drying I will take the time to wash all the items that I've taken outside. Again just warm water give them all a good wash work out what I actually want to keep in here because sometimes we do have a tendency to collect things that we don't need. We've got flower pots and compost and containers for all those. We will go through them and see whatever we want to keep. Then what I want to do is just come inside to the greenhouse once again. Now it's dry and ventilated and I just want to make sure that everything is in good order. So I want to inspect the beds, make sure that they are in good condition, don't need any work, add compost if necessary. I want to address any necessary repairs that need to take place. In particular, I want to tighten all the nuts and bolts to ensure that the greenhouse is structurally sound. This is quite prevalent because over the next couple of months, I expect we will get some very strong winds. In fact, I think one is predicted for this week. So what I just find by going around and making sure all the nuts and bolts are tight, it means the strong winds won't damage the greenhouse. Then we want to bring everything back into place. So I would start off, first of all, with my water butt. I keep a water butt inside this greenhouse. And the idea is that when I use it for watering my plants, especially with my self-watering system. But the other reason I keep a water butt in here is that it acts as a heat battery. So what I mean by that, during the day, 
heat comes into this greenhouse and it warms up the greenhouse of course but it also warms up the water inside the water butt well when it comes to the evening that water is still quite warm and it slowly dissipates that heat into the greenhouse now this is not a way to heat the greenhouse but it certainly just helps keep the greenhouse a little bit warmer for a little bit longer i've done this for many many years it's a very good principle that i've found works well as i said the main advantage is that the water is already warmed up as well when it comes to watering plants in here after that we're going to bring the potting bench back into here make sure that is all level and in its right place and then all the containers and containers of compost that also come with it and as I'm bringing this all back in I'm trying to make sure that it is organized in a fashion that means that I can easily work in here when the time is required it's all about being efficient at the moment trying to make sure that everything is to hand as and where I need it so that's very much what I will be doing as I bring everything in creating an organized and efficient workspace is probably the best way to describe it now after that we're going to go back outside and we're going to close the doors and windows but what we're going to now do is give the outside of the structure a really good wash down so I get my pressure washer and a stiff brush and want to remove all that dirt and grime that has accumulated over time now one thing that I really want to pay a lot of attention to is making sure that the windows on the greenhouses are completely clean they do have a tendency to build up things like algae and other marks that just reduce the amount of light that comes into the greenhouse so by cleaning them i can ensure the maximum amount of sunlight comes into the greenhouse and when you're going through the winter months when the sunlight isn't so great I think this is going to be a very important thing to do to improve the plant's life inside here. Now I've got to admit, this greenhouse I have at home, the windows on this are plastic, but my greenhouses on the allotment, the windows on that are glass. But on all these different types of greenhouse, one thing that I try and do when I'm rubbing these up with a stiff brush is I don't want to push into the windows too hard through fear that they might break they might collapse don't want to do that so i've got to be very gentle with them while at the same time making sure that they are completely cleaned after that the greenhouse is sparkling clean leave it to dry once again and then i just make sure that everything is completely prepared and set up how i want it and now the greenhouse is ready for autumn and winter which will mean in a few weeks time we will probably start moving some of our more delicate plants into this greenhouse my peach tree is a good example but we're also going to use it for growing lettuce and saddle leaves so that we are constantly extending the seasons and just making the most of our greenhouse growing space so that's what we need to do with our greenhouse Sounds like a lot of work, which certainly will make us very, very hungry. But at this point, we have got a lovely recipe from Scott once again. So let's go find out what he's got for us. Hi, it's Scott here. And this week I'm sharing a recipe for chicken tikka masala using the base gravy we made last week. If you haven't made the base gravy yet and you like your curries, it's well worth making to have in the freezer. 
This chicken tikka masala is simple to make, ready in minutes, and you will end up with an authentic tasting takeaway curry for a fraction of the price, and it will serve two to four people. And so, to the recipe. Ingredients for the marinade are 500 grams of diced chicken thighs, three tablespoons of natural yogurt, about 80 grams, one teaspoon of Kashmiri chili powder, one teaspoon of ground cumin, one teaspoon of ground coriander, half a teaspoon of paprika, and one tablespoon of veg oil. Rest of the ingredients. One diced red onion, about 170 grams, one teaspoon of garlic paste, one teaspoon of ginger paste, 90 grams of butter, two bay leaves, one cardamom pod, one tablespoon of curry powder, one teaspoon of ground cumin, one teaspoon of ground coriander, one teaspoon of paprika, one teaspoon of Kashmiri chili powder, quarter teaspoon of ground fenugreek, 15 grams of tomato paste, and 400 grams of the curry base gravy. Method. Start by marinating the chicken. Do this by mixing the chicken with the marinade spices, yogurt and oil, and marinade for at least 30 minutes. Whilst the chicken is marinating, in a wok or a deep frying pan, start frying the onions in the butter on a high heat, along with the bay leaves and cardamom pod. Fry until the onions are golden brown, then add the garlic and ginger paste and cook for a further two minutes. Whilst this is happening, mix all the ground spices with some water. You want to end up with a consistency of single cream. Now add the tomato paste to the pan and cook out for a couple of minutes. Then add the spice and water mixture and cook out for another couple of minutes. Whilst this is happening, spread the chicken out onto a baking tray and pop it under a very hot grill. And grill the chicken until the chicken gets some colour on it. Don't be afraid to get some good colour on the chicken, a few charred bits will add flavour. So now you have cooked out the spices and tomato puree in the pan, you can now add the curry base gravy and bring it to the boil. And then add the grilled chicken along with any cooking juices and cook for about 10 to 15 minutes on a medium heat. Season with salt and pepper and that's the curry done. I hope you give this one a try and enjoy it. Well, I'm just sat here in my garden at home. I love my garden here at home. It is one of my favourite places to be, along with the allotment, of course. But it's that time in this podcast for the garden update. So what has been going on here at home? Well, luckily the strong winds haven't really affected anything here at home. The the fences act as a great wind barrier, so there has been no damage here at home. But something that has been great this week is we've harvested some of our celery. Now, I've been growing this celery for quite a while, and it's something I don't often grow just because it's not something we actually eat that often. But I'm starting to change my mind on that. Anyway, the the celery that we harvested, it was a little bit on the small side, but nothing to really worry about. But the flavour from it was absolutely amazing. A really flavourful and impressive celery sticks, which has been used in the kitchen already, and we've got plenty more of it just waiting to be harvested as well. So I was very pleasantly surprised with that, and it is a great thing to have growing in our garden. 
Now we have been potting up some more of our brassicas. These are our winter and spring cabbages. I'm just waiting to get those in the ground. I need to get them in the ground quite soon. But at the moment they are still growing in pots. Just making sure that they have plenty of space in the pots to continue growing until we can finally get them planted in where they need to plant. However, our runner beans have come to the end of their life. So it's time to remove those. Now, I harvested all the remaining runner beans. I'm not seeing any flowers and I don't think they're really going to produce any more flowers. So what I've then done is just cut the plants off at the base. I've left the roots in the ground because, as we know, legumes are a good source of nitrogen and add plenty of nitrogen to the soil. So by leaving the roots in the ground, they add it to the soil. And then I've just covered it over with a bit of compost and that gives us a bit more room to plant out some plants in this bed. This is going to be our sort of root bed next year. So carrots, beetroot, parsnips are going to go in here. But next to these runner beans, I actually also planted out some more garlic. Now I'm trying to grow garlic on the allotment as you heard earlier but I'm also trying to grow a bit more here at home just to try and grow more at home and garlic is one of those things that I love growing so what I've done I've planted out two different varieties of garlic here at home again these were from bulbs I saved from earlier this year and I've also planted out some more elephant garlic now the elephant garlic I actually grew here last year and I've saved the biggest bulb from that to grow on. And again, like I said earlier, the garlic will be absolutely fine. We've just got to look after it, give it plenty of nutrients, plenty of mulch, plenty of water in, leave it to do its thing, and we should end up with some great garlic. So with the garlic in, that just left me with one more thing that I needed to remove, and that was our cucumber plants. Now our cucumber plants have come to an end. We harvested some cucumbers last week, but the plants really are not looking that great. We have done so well with cucumbers this year. We've had some great varieties that I've tried and tested. I've been really really happy with what we've got and I'm going to be repeating this next year. Cucumbers to me are such a great addition in the garden to grow our own and again the flavour of homegrown cucumbers are so much more flavourful than anything we can buy from a supermarket so I am definitely going to be growing a lot more cucumbers in the following years, both here at home and down on the allotment. Now, so there's only so many cucumbers you can eat, of course, but it is amazing what you can do with them when you find different ways to eat them. So, you know, if you're not growing many cucumbers this year, please do think about growing them next year. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you have, then please do leave us a review on your podcast platform. Your review, as I said earlier, really does help us get found by other people who might be interested in growing their own food. And, of course, if you have enjoyed this podcast and you want to support the work that we do, then please consider becoming a member of our supporters club. And this helps keep the podcast thriving. You can join that at thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk. Now, should you wish to get in touch with us and share your own gardening stories, please do leave us a voicemail on our website at thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can drop us an email at richard at thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk. And of course, don't forget to follow us on social media where you can find the latest updates. As always, 
Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, please take care.